95.9, the True Oldies channel. I'm Mike Balsamo. You're listening to Ira on Sports, and with us is a very special guest. He's Ken Kennerly of the Honda Classic. Ken, we've been working with you guys in the Honda Classic for about a decade now, and I got to tell you, one, I'm super excited that my favorite event in South Florida is basically back, and two, I just never I never cease to amaze how you guys pull out all the stops every year and just keep growing and getting better. So, Ken, thank you so much for uh, coming out today. Oh, well, Mike, it's great to be here. You're right. We've had a, a wonderful path and uh, just keeps getting better and uh, like the Honda Classic just keeps getting better and you guys have been tremendous support for us over the years and it's just an honor for me to be on on the show with you guys today. Ira, what do you have for Ken? So Ken, you took over the tournament in 2006. Um, 86,000 people came to your first tournament. It's now up to 224,000 two years ago. I mean, what that type of growth that you were able, did you, could you envision that? I mean, you're, you're a visionary, but that was amazing to have growth like that. Well, you know, so the the '06 was the the last event under the previous management, uh, so they had about forty thousand people. So in '07, our event, our first year, we had the eighty-five thousand. Um, it's, you know, we knew that to change it up, well, we'd do a couple things. One, we had to make sure Honda. Uh, was motivated to continue their sponsorship. So we had to present to them, show them a bunch of different marketing ideas and plans. And, and really, uh, from the beginning, it was about taking this event, which you know has always been a, a very good golf tournament, but th- we got to think out of the box. You know, we're in the entertainment space. And you know, one of the first things I employed way back when uh, was we, I looked at Major League Baseball, I looked at what the NBA has done, I looked at you know, the NHL in a way. And when you go to those games, it's more than just the game, right? I mean, it's a great family environment. Uh, they've got a lot of things outside the, the ropes, the rink, the court uh, for fans to do. They've got you know, wonderful restaurants, they've got themed events going on. Again, it's, it's, it's a place where you know, everyone wants to go. Kids want to go, the adults want to go, and you know, the action itself is the main attraction, but it's, I think, what you do around that main attraction, which is really going to be the differentiator, and that's really where the Honda Classic you know, really started going. We moved to PGA National, we knew we had this iconic bear trap that Jack Nicholas put in there when he redesigned the course many, many years ago, and you know, it was about, let's create energy. Let's create energy outside the ropes. Let's create reasons for this great community that we live in to come out and, and get together. You know, it, it, it's an event. It is an event, capital event. And it's an event where people want to gather and they want to network and they want to see their friends. And, you know, it's just a number of different things. So it's it's taken a little bit of time uh, since 07, but it's it's come together nicely, and, I, and I'm extremely proud of the way this community has really rallied around the growth of the Honda Classic. And again, you know, a couple things just to mention. You know, we had, I always say, the recipe was there. It's just you needed a chef to put it all together. And we have some of the best pillars. Uh, American Honda, the longest-running sponsor on the PGA Tour. You have PJ National, a tremendous host that has iconic tournaments like the Ryder Cup and PJ Championship in the past in the 80s, and then, of course, a dozen senior PJ championships. Palm Beach Gardens, one of the greatest cities in America. Uh, Palm Beach County, one of the greatest counties in America. Let's not forget about the Nicholas family, Jack and Barbara. And we, we brought them in close um, right away. Barbara is our co-chair with her son, Gary. Jack is very much involved as well. As you know, his other, there are other tournaments, the Memorial. So, you know, pretty good bookends there from our perspective. But it's about just, just taking the assets that we have in our community, putting them all together, and creating something different. And that's really what we've done. And it's, again, let's go back to what I said earlier. We're in the entertainment space. 
Well, it's amazing when people talk about the attendance because I know the numbers are things are thrown. I don't think people realize that the Honda Classic has more has almost as many people. If you added up all the spring training baseball, it's like a quarter of a million for the two stadiums with four teams, and you in four days or five days really are able to almost match that number, which is just shocking. I mean, look, they're going to have the Daytona 500 next week. You're going to have double what they they have for the Daytona 500. It's it's just it's remarkable. And I think the one thing about the Honda Classic is that people say you can't be all things to everyone or everything to all things or however that term is, but you really can't. Like you can have places for kids to enjoy themselves. There, If you're a 25-year-old and you want to come with a bunch of your friends and just have a good time and drink and everything, you can do that too. If you're a serious follower of the golf and want to follow these golfers at every single hole, you can do that too. It's just, it's amazing how you have created this tournament that everyone can enjoy. Well, I have two kids and you know, those, those, you know, uh, and your listeners that have children too, you, you want to create an environment where your kids want to go. So, of course, we, we hone in quickly on the families. 15 and under get in free with, with, uh, uh, with a parent. It's, it's about, like you said, I mean, we've got to create all things for everybody, and, and we've been able to do that. But we do it with great partners. Tire Kingdom is our family day partner. They're our fireworks partner. I mean, you know, again, the golf ends at 6 o'clock, 6.30, but our parties continue on. So, again, it's about the families. It's about the fireworks. Then it's about creating the bear trap and the environment around the bear trap. We have 18 structures designed specifically for the public. It's a best practice on the PGA Tour. People think, in a way, you know, we spend money to make sure that when the public comes in the gates that they've got a comfortable place to sit so they don't always have to upgrade. We also have enormous upgrade opportunities, too. So in a way, we compete with ourselves. So people that say to me, they might be in a chalet on 18 or a sky suite on 18 or 17, and they're spending a lot of money, they all have access to get into the bear trap. So the bear trap, yes, it's a higher-end credential than a grounds ticket. But I'm competing directly with my hospitality patrons. And I'll have people that'll tell me, Ken, I bought a chalet for, you know, sixty, seventy thousand dollars and I spend my whole time in the bear trap. I don't even know why I buy my chalet. You know, I no no no, let's not go there. Come on, we need you to buy the chalet. But my point there is we, we do compete with ourselves, but we figure it's the right way to do to be able to offer people at all levels. Um, you know, an opportunity to enjoy golf comfortably. So you're not just standing behind ropes. Again, let's talk about FPL Patio, a great partner. Some of you talk about baseball. These seats are right on the 17th green. You feel like you're on the first or third baseline when you're at, you know, um, the Chevrolet Roger Dean or the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Um, you know, Garden of Life, open to the public. Our new partner this year, Corona, open to the public. Uh, Tito's, open to the public. I mean, these are structures that are sponsored. I can't put them out there without sponsorship. I need sponsors. And the sponsors are part of the strategy to help me deliver you know, the, um, the, um, the opportunities for our fans out there. And I go to five or six golf tournaments a year, and I'm in the majors and everything. There's nothing. you People don't realize the Honda is so much different. Like, I'm going to go to the Genesis next week, and there are no structures to walk around. You have to stand around. There is, like, at the 18th green, there is this massive where people have to pay a zillion dollars to be in it. But besides that, you're just walking around the course. There's nowhere to sit unless you bring your own chairs. But this is actually, you have comfortable seats. You don't have to carry your chairs around. You have good views, good sight angles. It's just, it's just tremendous. And talk about in terms of you're saying, I saw last year, the last couple of years, you've really improved this. So someone who's not in terms of like 75, 80 years old, or someone just hurt their foot, doesn't want to walk so much, you have uh, um, shuttles, shuttles yeah. to take you out to all the, the hoods. Well, it's important. So we have a great partner in United Technologies. They sponsor our Patriots Outpost, our military uh, pavilion. You know, we had 14 plus thousand people out there last year, vets, in for free, courtesy of United Technologies. And we have some pillar partners along with that that, that help pay for the, uh, the structure.
structures. But we have partners. Um, you know, Lily Pulitzer this year is going to be our shuttle partner. So there will have drivers. And, you know, people obviously noticeably that need some help getting down to 17, even though it's, you know, it's 600 yards. Uh, so it's not a huge distance, but it is for somebody that, you know, needs some help. So, you know, we, we want to take care of the fan. We want to do everything we can to um, give them a great experience. And when we look back on the strategy employed back in literally, as, as you said, 06 was when we started planning for our first year event in 07. So 06 finished at Marisol. We moved it across the street to PJ National. It was about the fan. It was about doing everything we can to attract people to PJ National for the tournament. We knew if, if you know, we had the Oscars, uh, you know, last night. So, you know, movies are successful as the people and the actors and actresses. A lot of golf tournaments, a lot of sports teams, and you go to a lot of sporting events, are as successful as the celebrity, the big names that they have, you know, LeBron James, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, in golf, it's very much the same way, but we had to build a business model that could be successful and could thrive, I don't want to say regardless of who's in the field, but create an environment for people to come out almost regardless of who's in the field. You know, obviously everyone's asking us about Tiger Woods and we still don't know yet about Tiger, this, that, and the, I mean, he's a game changer. I mean, he, he is the needle, right? But for the most part, people come out to the Honda. Our enthusiasm in our market hasn't been higher. Uh, we're selling literally right down to the wire. People are are buying up, um, you know, remnants of hospitality. Obviously the Bear Trap will probably sell out once again on Friday and Saturday, so people should get those tickets. We've got New Legends Club. We've got, you know, a lot of things really going on. So it's, 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 all, it's all really really good and uh, again it's to thank this great community for embracing what we're doing but we're creating a reason for people to come out and when people leave and I take a lot of note of it I, I go by the exits quite a bit the big bus lines that are formal we don't have many lines we have a lot of buses thankfully <laughs> you know, lines are terrible you don't want lines in there, right? um, but we move people quickly and very efficiently but I see people smiles on their faces I, I hear people telling other people how great it was I hear people that go tell me and this this is you know this is throughout the year I went to the Honda Club because my neighbor was on me for the past three years and insisted I go and I went and I had the greatest time and I'm always going. I hear that constantly. And that's not because those those persons, those people, men and women like or dislike golf. They they weren't if they were golfers, they would have come out five years ago. These are people that were persuaded by their friends to come out to the tournament because it was fun. And fun is contagious. Energy is contagious. I say it all the time. Enthusiasm is contagious. You know, if you want to have fun, hang around with people that are also having fun. <laughs> if you don't want to have fun, you know, then just hang around with those uh, that, that don't care to, to enjoy it. Well, we have the local players that have developed in this area, the, the Brooks Kepkas and Daniel Burgers. I mean, we have all the players that have moved into the area. I mean, the Tigers that are new. But what I this tournament is different than a lot of other tournaments is so many kids are there. And I think yeah. that's great to see a 10-year-old kid out there looking and, and just watching in the practice. It's just getting people excited about the game. I mean, I would love to hear like someone win, wins this tournament in, I don't know, seven, five, seven or eight years and saying, you know, I got motivated to play golf because I went to the Honda Classic, because yeah. everything was there. I'm going to talk about... I I know you have the autograph zones and, and just the ability for kids to get closer to the action. Talk about what you do for kids and why it's such a great thing to bring your kids out to this tournament. Well, for, first of all, uh, as I mentioned earlier, 15 and under, you're in for free. Um, you know, a family of four, if they were to go to the movies, 
And after they get done with popcorn and licorice and everything else, I mean, you're at 100 bucks, if not more. Um, you know, the Honda Classic, a family of four, two parents and two kids can come in, um, you know, have a, eight hours of entertainment, if not more, with the fireworks at night. And, you know, you're, you're, it's not going to break the bank. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, as a parent, my kids are older now, but as a, as a parent, you're going to do with what with what your kids want to do. I mean, you know, the days of dragging little Johnny and little Emily out to a golf tournament screaming and yelling, you know, we don't have that anymore. We've got to make it um, comfortable for little Johnny and Emily to come out to the tournament. And so our kids, you know, it starts with, you know, the admission uh, is, is, um, is obviously free for 15 and under. You mentioned the autograph zone. The autograph zone has been phenomenal. No adults are in there. It's just for kids. We, we you know, have security there because it is about kids. Um, our standard bearer program. I employed this back in 07. I got my hand slapped by the PGA Tour. But our standard bearer program, those are the people inside the ropes holding the sign and, you know, the, the, right. the standard. And uh, it's normally a one-person job. You know, Ira, you and I would do it. You put the numbers around your waist and you walk down the fairway and, you you, you know, you keep up with the score of the, uh, of the group that you're in. But I, I wanted to make it more of a, a parent-child experience and a kid experience. So we have a policy, which we employed in 07, so if you're 13 or younger, you have to walk with an adult. If you're older than 13, you can walk with another buddy. So we have groups with two 16-year-olds going down the fairway together. You know, one's the apron around his waist or her waist with the numbers and the other one holding the standard. Then after nine holes, they're going to switch it up. It's a wonderful way to get kids inside the ropes on the sideline because at the end of the day, we're also trying to help grow this great game of golf and we're trying to get more people engaged. To your point, look at uh, Brooks Kepka and Daniel Berger. You know, Daniel played great in Pebble Beach. You know, he played, he, he's been playing well again after his wrist injury, which is great. He and, and Brooks are two homegrown kids. They grew up playing junior golf. They played in our junior Honda Classics a long time ago. And, you know, um, you know it, it, it's all about, you know, bringing up these young kids. And if I can help open eyes of these young people, boys and girls, by giving them a sideline experience, like people have at basketball and football, and give, you know, kid, we have 144 players, so we have – you know, um, what, 50, 50 groups going out Thursday and Friday. So I've got, in theory, the ability to put out 100 young people inside the ropes on Thursday and Friday, um, and then, you know, on the weekends after the cut as well, and they play twosome. So it, it's just another nice way for us to have a touch point. We have face painting. We have the Tire Kingdom Family Day. We have the fireworks. Uh, Nicholas Children's Hospital this year has got a, a, a brand-new uh, structure out on AT&T designed for the families. We have... Um, you know, just so many comfortable things for, uh, for, for the families. Talk about the Pro-Am a little bit. I, I love that day on Wednesday. I tell everybody you got to go. I mean, I was there when you had Roger Clemens and Ben Rotzenberger, and they, were, they went back out to 17, and they were, like, throwing hundreds down trying to see who was closer yeah. to the pin. So I love because you can take pictures. They're, they're, they're much more relaxed. They sign autographs, everything like that. I mean, I really like the Pro-Am. And I, I remember one time a kid was out there. I don't know. He was, like, seven or eight, and he was six or seven. He was looking at Rory McIlroy golf clubs and where he goes oh you like these clubs actually t took his putter out and was like he gave, he gave him like a five minute putting lesson from Rory McIlroy right on like the second green so yeah. but talk about the pro-am and, and how that works I mean you can see some celebrities but also just get closer to the golfers and it's much more relaxed to see well it, it's you know Tuesday and Wednesday are great days because the guys are a little bit more relaxed uh, they're going to sign autographs it's, they wear shorts too now. They, yeah that's right <laughs> they wear shorts now absolutely um 
It, it, it is fun. And uh, to your point, I mean, the players are going to give the people more time, um, you know, when they're going from uh, green to tea. And, uh, you know, those stories like Rory, phenomenal. I mean, another one is Sergio Garcia sent out a tweet two or three years ago and from him saying he's never been to a golf tournament, seen so many kids in his life. And he's a global player, obviously, from Spain. He's played around the world. You know, so we hear that and we love it because, again, if the kids are having a great time, the parents are going to come. If the parents are going to come, they're going to spend money, they're going to enjoy themselves, and eventually, hopefully, their companies will become sponsors as well. So it's, it's all working. And then back to the names. I mean, I mean, some people say, you know, like, what, what names? They always ask me, like, who's going to be in this tournament? And if you look at who you've had in the past, I mean, Ricky Fowler and Brooks Kepa were one stroke off last year right. in the final round. The uh, year before, Justin Thomas wins in a playoff. The year before that, Ricky Fowler beat Gary Woodland, who just won the U.S. Open. Adam Scott beat Sergio Garcia the year before. I mean, this is like McElroy lost a playoff two years before that, and he won, he beat, two, in 2012, beat Tiger by two strokes. I mean, you've really had the big names there at the final, on the final rounds. And that's what I think makes the tournament so exciting. Well, I think it's a credit to the golf course, too. I mean, it's it's a championship caliber golf course. You know, we hear that term quite a bit, but it really is. It's not unfair. Everything is right there in front of you. It just plays hard. Um, the rough this year is going to be about two inches. It was two and a half inches last year. So the PJ Tour is looking to keep, keep some of the, you know, they, they like birdies, right? I mean, the t- television <laughs> likes birdies. The tour likes birdies, whereas the USGA likes bogeys. doesn't like bogeys. I shouldn't have said that. But, um, you know, it's all about, uh, you know, from our perspective, the, 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 the better players in the field tend to rise to the top at PJ National because it is as much of a championship caliber venue as a U.S. Open as a PGA Championship, as other very difficult storied courses, um, you know, around the country. And you know what I like about the tournament is that you know you go to these other tournaments and they have water, and the water is just sort of decorative. I <laughs> think it's not really in play. And how many holes do you have where the water is really in play? And this, I mean, it is, it, and it's, it's. So even though someone's back two, three strokes, I mean, you can see these massive swings uh, of uh, position just in, in a couple holes. You know, 16, 17, well, for example. The, I mean, the bear trap is legendary for many reasons, but it's also legendary because it captures um, more golf balls, I think, in a, a stretch of three holes than any three holes on the PGA Tour. <laughs> uh, and a lot of that also has to do with the wind. I mean, we we live in South Florida, and you know, golf down here is different when it's blowing twenty to thirty as it is when it's not blowing. Um, you know, courses play a lot easier when there's no wind. Um, you know, good or bad, we have the prevailing winds in the wintertime, in the late February, early March, and and it's always going to be a bear, so to speak. And uh, But again, it's all right there in front of you. It's not unfair. Our rough is not unfair. The greens are in perfect shape. We redid them last, uh, before last year, so last year was the first year of the new greens. Uh, Jack's come out here, as he does every year, after the the tournament, looks at the uh, the shot link and looks at where these guys are hitting balls. So we've moved bunkers. We've done a bunch of different things to, you know, keep up with the game and also make the golf course as competitive but fair as possible. And we we hear that term hard but fair quite a bit. We hear it from a lot of guys. You know, I'll never forget. I think it was Rocco Mediate several years ago. He was I'm looking up at him and he's like, it's not the golf course's fault. It's just <laughs> you know he's plus eight or something. He just said, you know, this is a hard golf course, but it's a fair golf course. Ian Poulter said the same thing. A lot of guys very complimentary of the golf course. Yeah, and and you look at the players who are playing. I know you have commitments from Kepka and Gary Woodland and Shane Lowry, who just won the British Open. I mean, major winners Zach Johnson, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, who's eleventh in the world, Justin Rose. I mean, these big names. I mean, it's hard. I mean, people say, well, where? Why isn't every single top twenty player in? And I don't think people realize that. Besides, you have the four majors. You have the three world golf, four world golf championships. You have the playoffs and invitations, memorial, and the players. Right and now, Tigers. And this now, week. Tigers. Yeah. It's and the golfers don't play thirty tournaments. I mean, they no. make enough from a few. They don't need to play thirty. Like, 
they used to. It's hard to get. I mean, you go to most of these golf tournaments. Besides those, this field is it could it stacks up to all the other tournaments. Except you know, it's just difficult because you're you know trying you're fit into a difficult time in the schedule. Well, I think you know everyone when the players got moved back into March is kind of when the schedule started changing a little bit, right? I mean, these guys are playing as you mentioned, Tigers event this week in LA, which is now a 112 20 man field, same field as Memorial, same field as the Arnold Palmer. Uh, then they go into Mexico at WGC, a World Golf Championship. It's also an Olympic year. So, you know, yeah. for a lot of the Americans, well, anybody really, you know, they want to they want to get the nod. I mean, you know, when I'm talking to, to Ricky and, you know, who's down a little ways, his goal is to get back up, not only on the FedEx Cup, but also to, uh, to earn a spot back in the Olympics. He said that was one of his greatest accomplishments in his career. You know, Justin Rose, the gold medal winner, he wants to, you know, he'll play for England, of course. Um, but, you know, you guys like Justin Thomas and Tiger Woods, I'll bet you Tiger Tiger Woods right now is going to, he's gunning not only to continue to play well, but he wants to be on that Olympic team. I mean, he's not going to have another chance. Let's be realistic. I mean, it's, you know, it's an opportunity, I think, for Tiger to, to have an opportunity to go represent America in the Olympic Games. So, you know, we've got a lot of things going on in golf right now with the players coming back, the World Golf Championships on either side of the players. We're, we're in the middle, right? So it goes Mexico, Honda, Bay Hill, players, Valspar, which is a great tournament over in, on the west coast of Florida, then to match play, another WGC, and then two weeks later, the Masters. So there's a lot going on. I'll tell you the players that I talked to, and we know them, you know, quite well. And the guys, you know, they... They would say, look, if we could play your tournament every week, we would. We love PJ National. We love the Honda Classic. But they can't, to your point, they can't play 30 events a year. They can't play six tournaments in a year, in a row. I mean, I think what's really fascinating is Phil Mickelson is now going to be playing his fifth tournament in a row in Los Angeles. Wow. And if he qualifies for Mexico, it'll be six tournaments in a row. <laughs> his manager, Steve Loy, told me last week he's never played more than four in a row. Here he is at his age, 49, playing five in a row, and he's playing well now, right? Well, we saw him play great last week and then great in Saudi Arabia. Um, in Saudi Arabia, by the way. It wasn't like down the street in San Diego. I mean, it's Saudi Arabia. It, it's amazing um, what these guys are doing, but they just can't, they can't keep it up. The, you know, it, it's, as a top player, it's very, very difficult to play many, many events in a row. And look, Tiger's publicly said he's playing two in a row, and that's, that's what he's doing. And he stuck with that last year, and he's probably going to do the same this year. Do you see a schedule change in the future? Uh, is that a possibility? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think, you know, everyone's looking at it. But, you know, I think the, the, the givens right now are the players is where it is and the Mexico is where it is for the near future. And, you know, we'll have to see. Um, but to your point, we have 40 tour pros that live down here in South Florida. We, we get very fortunate with, you know, with Ricky and Justin and, you know, Keegan and some of the other local guys that have played. Rory used to play us every year. You know, he hasn't played us um, two years now because he, he schedule change and his schedule changed and he went one Bay Hill. And, you know, he's playing L.A., Mexico. And he's, you know, he's not going to play us. Um, and he'll play uh, Bay Hill and players again. He won players last year. So the schedule worked pretty good for him. So, you know, it's, um, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you can only do so much. But I think back to the other point, Ira, is what we've developed here is not a, not an event led by players. It's an event led by the community. It's an event led by charity and philanthropy. And while the players obviously are the reason people are coming out here, they're also coming out here. There's a, your whole peripheral fan. I'll bet you 40 to 50% of our spectator audience, our crowd, our, our, our great fans are coming out here because they're having a great time. Right. I mean, that's, and that's the key. I mean, on Saturday night, I, I said on the show last, I've never seen, I mean, there was a kid's event at the pool. I mean, the, the thing is you have the PJ National. You have this huge resort. Whereas these other 
golf tournaments are not played at huge resorts right. like this. It's difficult to go with, like you, in the Riviera, you can't even get into, I mean, it's very small, it's old historic building and clubhouse. You can't really get into these places, but here you have this resort, you go to the uh, the I-Bar, stand around there, there's golfers walk through the lobby, you can have enjoy that. You can be at the pool, you have tents set up out there. It's like Saturday night, go for like four or five hours, it's just the biggest party in in, in, in Florida, really. No, it is, and you know, you, you reference Riviera, I mean, one of the iconic golf courses of all time, the whole world, right? I mean, Ben Hogan, Hogan's Alley, the whole nine yards there, it's fantastic, but that's a golf tournament. You know, no ifs, ands, or buts. That's a golf tournament. You've been there. You're going there later this week. It's a phenomenal golf tournament. It's, it's you know, look, the U.S. Open's a golf tournament. I mean, the, these events are designed to, you know, truly be the sport it is. Whereas we are as well, by the way, but in our community down here in South Florida, for us to be successful, we had to think out of the box. We had to build up areas around the golf course that are fun. Um, which we've done, you know, with the bear trap and everything out there. And then, of course, um, you know, our new partnership with Corona out of 15. It's going to be twice twice the size, open to the public, right there on top of 15, where you've got sight lines of 14, 15, 16, 13, and 12. All five holes, phenomenal from the Corona deck. Um, and it's just going to, you know, it's, just, it's fun. I mean, that's what we're doing. It's all fun. Well, Ken, I really appreciate you coming on Iron Sports, and it's a really busy time for you. And uh, it's just been great to hear about the Honda. I can't wait for the tournament. It's in three weeks. And if you want to give the number out in terms of how to get tickets and how to, you know, all the different ways to be able to go to the event. Well, the best way, thank you, first of all, for having me. And, and uh, yeah, for, for those fans, go to our website. That's really the easiest. It's thehondaclassic.com. We have a new website. It's very easy to manage. Uh, and let me just end with philanthropy quickly, because the PGA Tour is all about philanthropy. Our, we, we, our, 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 our 501c3 children's health care charity is really Honda Classic Cares. That's how we DBA it. And, you know, we raised $5.1 million into this community last year. We're just under $45 million in the history of the Honda classic we hope to eclipse 50 million this year in their 39th year as the tournament sponsor the tour just announced a couple weeks ago they've gone over three billion dollars in charity since 1969 when they started and spun off from the pj of america so the way we measure a lot of our success is really what are we able to give back to this community and we give so much so much back to the nicholas children's Healthcare foundation and over a hundred other children's related uh, charitable organizations. And, and that's really, at the end of the day, what the PJ Tour is all about. Yeah, totally. It's just a great, I, I encourage everyone. I mean, I tell my friends that are in Pennsylvania, New York, you got to come to this. I'm like, yeah. oh, well, I'm going to go to the U.S. I'm like, this is funner than the U.S. Open. Like, this is a fun event. You get to see the golfers. It's, I just think it's a great event. And I just encourage everyone, just even go out for a day. If you go out for a day, you're going to get hooked. You're going to go the next day and the day after. No, that's my point. Yeah, people getting dragged out here. Now they're, they're <laughs> lifelong fans, which is great. I mean, it's a successful business model. It's working. And uh, this community really embraces us. And I've got to thank all of your listeners and, and yourself and everybody else that really take care of us each and every year. So thank you for having me. Thanks a lot, Ken. Cheers.